Hey guys, welcome back to episode 87 of the Kneel Down Podcast. We got eight days till the NFL draft. I still have no idea where Bijan's going. You got uh, you got some scratching on your end. What's going on with your mic over there? Hello? There we go. Oh, we're back. Using my MacBook for the first time, and I don't know how to use it really. Whoa! Boomer alert! Oh yeah, I couldn't find the sound button. <laughs> All I heard was like, it wasn't like nails or like scratch on a chalkboard. It was just like a rasping sound, like like a branch on a window or something. Yeah, no, we're here though. We're back. The window. This wind is gonna ruin our golf game. This is my first time on the course since Nova, since October last year. It was already ruined. This, <laughs> I don't. You, you, I know you're gonna keep score, but I don't give a shit about my score today. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things today. Yeah, with this wind, I'm just kind of. I'm just trying to keep. You know, I'm not really focused on my score. But I don't want to flub any shots. I kind of want to get done flubbing shots and hit pure shots. Um, obviously, they're not always gonna go straight focusing on today yeah the first like two or three times out there especially i haven't hit the driving range at all this is literally the first time i'm picking up a club it's not gonna be pretty in bad news this course doesn't have a driving range oh bad news <laughs> for everybody <laughs> can't even get there i can get there early and work on my short game that's about it there you go yeah they do have a little a little short green little putting green area for you perfect i can four putt today instead of five putt there we go <laughs> Uh, but yeah, NFL draft eight days away. We're obviously we're doing uh, finishing up our tight ends today, dynasty sell and trade targets. Next couple of weeks, it's all about the draft. How fucking excited are you? I I cannot wait. Um, I'm hoping we we will begin together for it. I got I'm going to champs today for the Bucks game, so I'll see if they um, will have the game on like the loudspeaker instead of music for the draft. Um, but I can't wait every day. Uh, there's just more rumors coming out. Obviously, today, Trey Lance be, might be being shopped. Titans are, quote-unquote, kicking the tires on Aaron Rodgers. So, just a great time of the year with all those trades that pop up and random rumors that pop up. I'm just so done with the mock drafts and the predictions and the speculations. And I, I just want to know where people are going. I know, yeah. I know after that, that it gets into the lull a little bit, but that's okay. At least we, at least we can do actual mocks knowing where people are right uh but talk big nfl news was just jalen hurts getting the bat yeah five years 255 big ones yeah uh obviously it's the highest paid nfl player quote unquote until the next time until six months from now or next year joe burrow and justin herbert will be the next the highest paid players but as of now jalen hurts highest paid player uh this 179 million in guarantees. Uh, we can couple in Lamar too. In, in this uh, in this talks, he was offered 200 million guaranteed. Both of those deals are less than the Deshaun Watson deal. But I'm glad people are finally starting to come around to realizing that the Brown what the Browns did was stupid and it's not the normal and not what you should be expecting here. Yeah, I think Lamar might now end up getting less guaranteed I mean, unless he's just like, okay, let's go to that, back to that original deal for 200 million. If I don't like, no, like we saw what hurts did. Uh, he was running, like he was more of relevant MVP player than you have been. And he's getting 175. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's far and staying with Baltimore and playing this year as well. I, I agree. I, and you know, obviously, it doesn't help that he doesn't have uh, have an agent. Right. If I'm Lamar, just take the money, bro. Like, you, this isn't some like chump change, like laughable offer. What do you, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's, and I think the and I think are incorrect here, but the one thirty three million guaranteed to Lamar earlier. Um, like not in like if he gets injured, the guarantee is like one seventy five. 
So if the worst case, if he misses time, he still he gets 175 compared to if he doesn't get injured, I think it was like 133, something along those lines. But still, that's you're set. Like you are set for life. You don't never have to worry about a penny or anything ever again. You don't, well, you don't, you don't have to worry about your performance either because it's guaranteed. I wouldn't say set for life. Some, most of these athletes with this, these, this money after they retire, they're pretty dumb and they go bankrupt. But to the average Joe, yes, you are set for life. No, no, no. To even rich people, that, that just because you're dumb with your money, that's your own fault. If, they're just, if you just are smart with it, you're set for life. Yeah, there was an exactly. The smart is a key word. I, I forget what the ESPN 30 for 30 was called, but there was like 75 to 80% of all pro athletes go bankrupt within the first two years of retiring yeah. because they, they still live the lifestyle when they're obviously not having that same income. But uh, going back to Jalen Hurts, though, this I mean, you didn't really need much reassurance that he was going to be a top fantasy option for the years to come, but five years, 255, he's, he's the guy now. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, with his on top of his rushing ability and you know, his goal line ability. He's he, he he's there's no reason why he can't finish as a QB one for for years to come here. Yeah, no, he should be a top three years. Um, obviously, running QBs are great for fantasy. They usually don't hold up in the NFL. Um, so if you can if you have them, you know, unless you you know, I traded them this offseason season uh, just for that reason. Just, you know, longevity in the NFL. Um, but if you're a contender. Uh, um, top five QB Texas. Yeah, that, that helps him a lot. Uh, but before we get to tight ends, this was Mason's draft idea. Uh, worst things about being an adult. We're only doing four rounds. I couldn't think of that many, to be honest. But the things I did think of, they fucking blow. Yeah, I, pro- I actually have, I think, seven, eight, eight maybe. Um, I, have, I have eight, but one's kind of a repeat, so really seven. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, some don't all, like, one or two don't all apply to me. Um, right. No, if, like, adults, like, it sucks. And I think there's a 1A, 1B answer. Oh, I just, and I know. Oh, I, I really want my, I, I know we have the same two, and I really want one of them over the other. I know. Oh, man. Oh, um, I'm going to go. Oh, my God. He's already, he's already tilted 101. What's, what's he I going am. with? I'm just going to go with just working. Fuck. Yeah. Man, having to work every day was clearly my 101. So, like, my thought process, my second one, I'm assuming you're going to take, but just in case you don't, I don't want to give it up. Like, we, my thought process on why I wasn't going to pick work was we worked in high school, we worked in college. Like, and we didn't have to do it. We did it for fun money. Now. Yeah. Yep. My favorite job I have had up until this point and will probably ever have is I was a summer camp counselor and a summer camp supervisor for five summers in a row. And I loved every single second of it. I got a nice tan. I got to go to the pool. We got to play games. It was literally, I, I worked 40 hours a week. Don't get me wrong. It was technically a full-time summer job, but. I'll I'll never have a better job than that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the working eight hour days and it's a half to. Even if like you love your job, I, there definitely are days where I, I don't want to go, but you have you you have to. Just knowing that Monday through Friday, if you have a normal forty hour a week job, just knowing that you're spending more of your awake hours at work then not at work it just doesn't sit right with me i, I can't yeah. you, 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 uh, unless you work from home which we both do thank god uh, <laughs> you're, you're spending more time out of every day with your coworkers than you are with your yeah yeah uh, no it definitely does all right let's I'm, I'm assuming you have the second one but let's let's hear your first pick yeah my first pick was working but my one b is monthly bills yeah and it's it's the clear 101 102 whatever you want to put it that's why we work my my mortgage is not cheap you got your mortgage your car payment if you have one most people do your phone bill your electric your water your your student student loans student loans literally i honestly we're we're both 27 
people, you know, recently graduated or not even 30 yet, I feel like more than half of our income is monthly bills. And you're just like, what the, like, is this, is this all being an adult, an adult is, is just like paying bills until you fucking die. Unless you have like a great job, then yeah, obviously you have more freedom, but like most entry level jobs on top of these monthly bills, it's, it's not enough. And it's just, yeah, I, I cringe every first of the month when I see that huge mortgage come out of my checking account. (laughs) Oh my God. Fucking hate my life. Kill me now. <laughs> yeah. That's, see, I don't pay attention to the bills. Luckily, uh, my accountant, financial stuff, so she handles all that. So I don't see it. So I, there, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just walking. I'm just a dog just having a happy day. I'm, there's always that one. Pre- I feel like it's always 100% and 0% in a relationship. And I'm the yeah. 100% who, who handles all the, all the finances. But yeah, monthly bills first pick for me all right i'm gonna go this kind of goes i'm not gonna say hand in hand with work but it's the no summers off yeah that was actually my fourth thing on my list no no summer vacation it was a rude awakening to be honest (laughs) oh yeah unless obviously you're a teacher and even most not most but i'd say a good amount of teachers at least early on before they have families they work a, a, a summer job so like they're still not Yes, no summers off, and at it's eighty degrees. You look out your work window or your home window, wherever you work from, and you're like, "Man, I, if I was in high school, college, I could be doing anything else right now." The worst is when we were both in the office. You had to wear jeans on a hot day, which oh yeah, ass, and just looking out the window, knowing it's a beautiful day. Oh, that just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. All right. Well, you got your three. Then let's hear it. You're not your your third option. This is my third option. It's, it's fucking hilarious. It's a slower metabolism. I'm fat now. Bet. <laughs> In high school, I used to eat probably five frozen pizzas a week, and I didn't gain a I was I was 5'9", 120 pounds soaking wet in high school, eating like I, – I didn't even know what a veggie was. <laughs> Co- college, I did gain the freshman 15 like everybody else, and so I, I went from like 120 to like 135 my, my uh, freshman year in college. And I thought I was fat back then. I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta simmer down here." I didn't simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> the metabolism is the thing that's simmering down. My eating habits stayed. Just it, it's just the the classic dad bod. Now, I there was no way around it. But <laughs> because, um, thing. I mean, I, I I still have a higher metabolism and whatnot, but. Like, I you, feel like if I do eat a frozen pizza, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I need to go run a mile now just to feel like I just didn't eat that. You work out every single day, even on vacation, and you, you eat better than most people. So your metabolism, yes, it is better than others, but you also do more work than most people. Right. But I'm still just like, holy crap. Like, my parents' house, I love going there because there's so much just random food. And I had that growing up. Like random snacks, five different kinds of cereals. Our dinners, not the unhealthiest, but not the healthiest. And I would eat, you know, all of it. And I'm like, and now I come to my house and we have granola, veggies for app for um, snacks, fruit, which I like that stuff. But man, I just have like an oatmeal cream pie and not worry about it. <laughs> Seriously, I, yeah. Maybe we'll do a superpower draft, and the one hundred and one should be eat whatever you want and not gain a fucking pound. That's the we all know the 101 superpower, but that's probably the 102. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm oh, gonna go. So this again kind of goes with I don't necessarily deal with it, but I know a lot of people do. And oh, that was not on my list, but yeah. that is a fact. But actually, I, I I understand that because my hangovers are really bad right now, but they were pretty bad in college too oh were they we, we, drinking we, a we, lot more though yeah we used to do all all you can drink at the bars and it was the bottom of the bottom alcohol mixed with coke it, we, i used to do rum and coke i used to put down like 15 rum and cokes a night and all that gut rum probably. probably no it was literally just like the eight dollar mr boston if you know what that is <laughs> probably even even shittier than that if it, if you can even imagine that but <laughs> Yeah, the hangovers get worse, definitely. Uh, it, 
I used to be able, yeah, used to be able to get, go drink on a Wednesday, Thursday night, get up, go to class, work out, do whatever. If I drink now, I need probably forty eight hours to recover. <laughs> if we send it, if we send it, yes, if, you, if do. you send it. Yeah, I, I plan on having a couple uh, ice cold bushes on the course today. That won't. Oh, uh, won't get me too bad, but yeah, hangovers get worse. It wasn't on my list, but I definitely thought of it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for my third pick. I think I'm going to take my fourth pick with my third pick because I think you're going to – I'm scared you might take it. Oh. It's having to cook every single meal. Oh, now. okay. That was – I I didn't – but if it, if it came down to, like, I need to add one, that was up there. That was going to be next. So that was that was me for hangovers. But, yeah, having to cook every meal I, – I feel like I'm in this rut every week of just cooking the same shit over and over, and it's just Chicken. like – yeah chicken it's just like the basic stuff like chicken and rice bowls or like you know burgers on the grill but these these things are fine but like i'm a decent cook i can cook meat to you know to the temperature i want but i'm not i'm not gonna go out of my way and like cook an hour-long meal like i don't know how to actually cook so there's no lasagna unless it's a frozen lasagna right no there's there's no gordon ramsay-esque type things happen in my in my house it's just I feel like we have Kate and I have breakfast for dinner once a week. We have we have chicken and rice like stir fry bowls once a week. We have pot, some sort of pasta once a week. It's just like always the same things, and right. I never know what to make. So having to cook every meal, it's just it sucks. Yeah, it's a good one, and you know I I've been to your mom's house and you can put out a spread. You're Italian so, mom. It's a it's a big difference. Yeah, oh yeah, she she makes everything. I I just went to Illinois this past weekend to visit, and it was it was just a lunch. We were going out for dinner. It was literally just lunch we were having at the house. It she put out food for like fifteen of us, and it was only four of us eating. <laughs> and then that metabolism doesn't kick in. The calories don't count when you're visiting your parents. No. <laughs> uh, well, I can go five if you still have extra picks. Um. Oh, I I don't know. Let's see what your your pick is here first, and then I'll All tell right. you. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with, and and this this might hit you know a little bit home harder for you and I because we did play more sport. There's no more playing sports. Yeah, no more. Com- All right, no more competitive. competitive. Sports, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does. I think about it sometimes. It does. I mean, suck. I, uh, I, I, my brother, he just started his junior uh, season of baseball. Um, and I'm like, man, like I would love. Uh, maybe not yesterday because it was pretty cold, but he played on was I think it was Friday or Thursday, whatever. It was like eight. It's 75 and sunny. You're telling me he's playing a high school baseball game, 75 degrees with your friends. Like that just that that's just oh, reminiscent. Yeah, I I can go five now, but. Uh, no more competitive sports. It's I, I've played baseball all through my life, all throughout my 18 years of life, and I couldn't even tell you the last time I swung a bat or threw a baseball. So it, it's kind of sad that once right. you're done playing it competitively, like you just pick up golf and you move on. Pick up golf and you move on. The best things about growing up, golf is up there. Golf, golf would probably be the 101. <laughs> Uh, my fourth pick here, you're always tired. It doesn't matter if you get eight hours of sleep or two hours of sleep. You're always fucking tired. Like, I feel like I work from home. I wake up. I get, say I get eight hours, eight hours of sleep. I sit at my chair for eight hours and work. And then I go take the dog for a walk or go for a quick workout. I come home. It's five o'clock. I'm fucking beat. I didn't do shit during the day. I, I, I do know. not understand how we could get up at six, six thirty, go to school till three, play sports, do homework. It's nine o'clock, and you're still wide awake. Oh my god! I don't know. Yeah, let's hop on video games. Let's 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 let her rip. And the morning workouts were even worse in high oh, school. Yeah, we and still college made, made us lazy. Made us lazy. College makes you lazy in ways because you have maybe two classes a day at eleven and two. But I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what because senior year doing your tours or whatever, they were they always told you like, oh, don't take 8 a.m.s, don't take 8 a.m.s. And I'm like, I wake up at 6 a.m. for right now for high school. Like, what's the big deal? Right. Now, the ADMs, somehow the 8 a.m.s are real. Like, 
that that felt like five that that felt like five a.m. classes every day. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. College made us lazy, and now I'm now I'm always tired. Thanks, Whitewater. Thanks, yeah. Whitewater. <laughs> well, I do have two more. I don't know how many you have left. I, I have two more, and I really want one of them. My last one's kind of just like an eh answer. So okay, so I'll go. I one hurts more, but I feel like oh, it it's I don't know if I don't know how to word it. I wrote down same shit, different day. Like it's just like just like that boring routine. It's that same routine that you're in. So monotonous adult routine. Yeah, we'll do that. I like I like your wording better. Oh God, I'm on Word, and I don't even know if AutoCorrect's gonna be able to help me with this. Oh, I got it right. Okay, a lot okay. of O's, one U. Monotonous adult routine. Yeah, you, yeah. Monday through Friday, it's literally the same thing. You wake up, you go to work, you come home, you work out, you make dinner, you watch a big screen for a couple hours, and you go to bed. It's just so repetitive. <laughs> like you're just in that rut. Like yeah. there's so many times I'm like. Especially working from home, because at least like if you go in the office, you can talk to people, socialize and whatnot with like co with, with coworkers that you like. At home, I'm just talking to the dogs. Yeah, there are that I I've, I'm full. I'm a full believer of working from home is by far better than the office. But that is one downfall of working from home. It does get lonely at times. That's it why does. I, I have to, and that's partly why I've got my bartending job to break up that monotonous adult routine right. and just get fucking human contact for to be honest all right let's hear your last one i'm liking your i think the metabolism one is probably the biggest sleeper and i'm pissed i didn't get it you you have two heavy hitters your first two picks so i think i think i think you will win this draft but uh my last one you get injured easily i <laughs> I, I you you do i pull i always pull my back sometimes getting out of bed and what what honestly what I started bartending a couple months ago. Bending down and getting on your knees to restock is a fucking bitch and a half. <laughs> I, <laughs> I this is funny. I, I had this these uh, these written down before today, and I took the garbage out this morning, and I twisted my finger lifting the garbage can to throw you the garbage. Twisted <laughs> your finger. Yeah, because I so I was obviously holding like. Uh, two or three trash can trash bags that I was bringing out, yeah. and somehow my finger, I I went to go lift up from underneath, and like twist at the same time to like hold the bags, and my finger got twisted on nothing, and I was just like, what the fuck is happening to me? <laughs> oh my god! And I always get random Charlie horses in my feet and my calves for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I, just bang my elbow on the wall walking out of the <laughs> locker room today. I'm like, what? <laughs> it still hurts. I'm like, oh, back to my golf game today. You get, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it ruins your whole week too. You're just, <laughs> you're constantly thinking about it. I'm, we're only 27. I can't wait till we're 30 and see where the, where the pain takes us. Right. Oh, that's good. What was your last one that you had? It was just like an. Uh, it was just constant responsibilities. Like yeah. you always have to. You always have to be somewhere or do something. You can never just like be. I didn't. I had like cleaning. Like you're like like when you're like you're growing up, you had your chores, but you don't care. But like when it's your house, you care more, and you're like you're like crap. I got and you. I gotta do it. The deep cleaning. So I didn't put that. My last thing. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, like, like, I do a good job of still staying in touch with my friends and seeing them. Obviously, case in point, we're golfing today. I went to Milwaukee on Sunday. Like, I do a good part of it, but we, you'd see your friends every single day during yeah, school and then almost every day during summer. Like, just having – you got to miss it sometimes. You want to know what's really morbid that it has always stuck with me? I, a buddy of mine told me this after he graduated college. So you have friends that you see probably once a year, right? Like we see Giovanni like once a year. Yep. If we leave, if we live till seventy-five, that's less than fifty times in our total life we'll ever see Giovanni again. Like, how he fucked said, up? How fucked up is that? For breaking that. <laughs> Jesus, now I'm just dead. I'm just 
desperate and sad. I, <laughs> I know. It's, it, I, I needed to share that because I always think about that and it's super fucked up and I just needed to share that. But Jeez, it, now I'm go, depressed. Go, going back to your cleaning one, I'm pissed I didn't have that because you have two goldens. You have hair everywhere. I have three pets. I have hair everywhere. I feel like after, as soon as you're done vacuuming, you turn around and it's like you never fucking vacuumed. Yeah, and our couch, uh, our, our our carpet and what I holds up, kind of gross. It's like the same color as our golden. So like even when we vacuum, we know there's still a lot there, but we can't see it. But our couch is gray. That we it, we clean it in tw- literally in 20, 30 minutes. They lay on it one time. It's full again. Yeah, it's pr- actually pretty gross. It so, is. Have, have we done a draft uh, worst chores? Because we should. Uh, I was thinking about that because you had mentioned the chore on our other draft, I think. So I was thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to ask you your least favorite chore. Maybe that'll be a draft for another time. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> episode four of our dynasty trade and sell targets. First tight end. I can go first here. Both my tight ends, they should be obvious, but they're both coming off of down years for different reasons. I'm assuming we have the same one. I have Kyle Pitts as my first one. Yep, that's my first one too. Okay, so yeah, I, I wrote down basically heading into his third year, he's literally 22 years old. So the, obviously, this is the first time you're able to trade for him at a reasonable price. You know, after the first, you're obviously you weren't getting anything for him if you didn't draft him in his rookie startup because he went what 102, 103. Some, Last in year, some drafts, 101. Yeah, it was. Pitts, Chase, and Najee were all interchangeable in that draft. But uh, last year, the height, obviously there was the, uh, the one touchdown case. He was still coming off a thousand yard season. He the case was there to be made with Kyle Pitts. But after year, after two years, like I, obviously you have Pitts, so you can speak a little more to it on how you've been feeling. But uh, he's obviously still capable of being the tight end one in Dynasty for the next decade. Uh, so he, you know, he has yet to catch a pass from Ritter, which it is what it is. The Falcons have had quarterbacks. You know, I think they're on their third quarterback visit, so they're not committed to Ritter. But Pitts is too good of an athlete to not be involved in this offense. So you know, tight end seven is rookie year, going over a thousand yards, one touchdown. He's, there's the the ceiling is still the tight end one for him. So how are you feeling going into year three with Kyle Pitts? I know. I almost traded for him. We almost got mm-hmm. a deal done, but it ended up falling through. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm all. I don't think there's really ever an untradeable piece. There are some pieces, you know, and in Chase, where like, hey, you know, we can talk about it, but it's it's way too much, so it doesn't make sense, right? Um, and this is probably for the Pitts hopefuls um, and the Pitts owners. This is the last year that you can possibly ask for a lot because if he does bust, then he's not worth a lot. Even though he's still young, it's back-to-back years where he hasn't produced and whatnot. But I project he does just go, I'm not going to say he goes nuclear, but I think he can get back to his tight end six finish. Um, He's just too athletic, too good not to. He led the league in, um, like, what it was like air incompletions, like uncatchable balls. Um, and Drake went number five. I was just about to say him and London were both competing for that spot. And so, like, that shows that it was the quarterback problem. It was freaking Mar- uh, Marcus Mariota, who shouldn't have been playing. Um, but when he booms, this is why I'm trying to – you should trade for him now. You're not going to be able to get him. You're not going to be able to. Tight, tight ends take a couple years to fully develop into this league. Travis Kelsey was, you know, obviously a story. He wasn't what he was now when he first came in. Um, The only guy that really was was kind of Mark Andrews. Hawkinson's been good, but he's kind of been up in the air too. Um, And you, for the Kyle Pitts owners, you know, I am a little worried on Ritter and the quarterback play, and that's where you can kind of attack those guys. Um, There are rumors that Atlanta might take a quarterback, which could be good, possibly good. There are rumors that they might just take a wide receiver. Um, which is not going to be good. So you can definitely play on those strings right now for the Kyle Pitts owners. That's probably going to be the last time you're going to be able to get him for just a little bit more than what he's worth. Because after this year, it's going to be multiple, multiple, multiple picks. So you said uh, you think he can get back to the tight end six, tight end seven range. 
Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what most Pitts owners want. They want the tight end one or tight end two. Do you see a world this year where he gets there? And if he doesn't, are you still if he if he has another tight end seven finish this year? Like, what are you doing with Pitts this time next year? If he if so, we'll say Ritter has a decent season, and if they stick with him, like it, it's all it's kind of what it's going to be around until we know for sure what the quarterback situation is. So we'll say Kyle Pitts. We'll say duplicates his rookie season with 1,100 or 110 targets, six, one touchdown, tight end six. If he does that again with Desmond Ritter, I'm keeping him because you, you, you've seen that he can do it with just average quarterbacks. And the thing that happened that didn't work last year was he couldn't catch the balls. They were uncatchable. So if he's a tight end six, five or better, I'm not letting him go. He's my guy. He's 23 now. Um, like I'm still keeping him. Like obviously, if he go, if he does a tight end top three performance, you're gonna have to give me four first and a player to even get me think not thinking, but like get it done. Jeez. Well, I mean, I mean, you and I almost did it for three first and Cole Komet. Like, why is that? Why is that different? I just hearing you say it, it's just like, holy shit for one. I, I obviously in a one tight end, not, you know, not tight end premium league. That's a lot to give up for one player, but at the same time to have that positional advantage, it, it exactly. goes a lot. And, that, and that's what it is. It's the tight end positional advantage. If you have a top five tight end, you, you're, you are going to almost, you're going to win almost every week. Right. Like like that position is going to win almost every week. And that's a spot where you're like, Hey, I'm fine. He's going to give me 10 points a game minimum i'm fine with that exactly if pitts does pop off with which i I think both of us think he will you're it's not a matter of like oh i have evan ingram and cole Komet to decide on let who's gonna get who's gonna not get me zero to two points like if they get me two catches for 40 yards like that's fine i can i can make up with that and make up for uh for that performance with my other players but like if you have that tight end positional advantage Mm -hmm. you already have a leg up so yeah um, my second, we're, we're swinging for the fences on this tight end episode. It's Mark Andrews is the second guy I wrote down. Okay. So you went big hitters. I did. You go, go big or go home with these tight ends. So obviously we all know fantasy managers have short memories and cat, you should capitalize on this. You know, the, there were narratives last year of Andrews is too inconsistent or the uncertainty of quarterback in a running offense. Like, Oh, he's, he's not gonna, he's not gonna live up to the hype or live up to his draft capital. Buy Andrews in that discounted rate, whether it's a startup draft or just go try and trade for him. He only finished inside the top 10 six times last year, which, yes, it was inconsistent, but he was still the tight end four. That Literally, that's his floor. Is the that's all four. it takes. That, literally. He, he's been the top five tight end for four years in a row, and he's still 27 years old, which in tight end years, that's literally like a newcomer into this league. You'll have Andrews for at least five years. In my, in my opinion, He's the clear tight end one until Pitts proves it or, you know, or if, if Kelsey falls off or if Hawkinson, you know, does what he did back half of the year with the Vikings. But in my opinion, if I had to do the dynasty startup rankings, Mark Andrews would be my tight end one. So okay. I, I, I've been trying to trade for him. I've been trying to trade, you know, two late seconds and Cole Komet for Andrews. I, I, I would consider that a win for me if the, the Andrews owner came back and asked for like, to mid first and Cole Komet, I would still probably do it, but uh, you it, know it, what it takes to get it done, and and I can't. That that was a ludicrous offer. There's no way. No, it, no, I'm talking about Andrews, the 103. It, and you mentioned an early 25 first. I'm not trading two top three picks in. I'm not trading a 2023 top pick and a 2025 top three pick because we all know Brennan's finishing bottom three in 2025. I'm talking, about with, I'm talking about with Kriegs, like because he, he had said like he wants the 103. So if Kriegs countered 103, Cole Komet, 107. I would seriously think about that. Yeah. Well, top, top to bottom, my lineup's a juggernaut. I'm not going to lie. I think I have the best lineup. But my depth is seriously lacking. So I would like to have all three of those picks, if all possible. But yeah, obviously, having Mark Andrews. And and being the Lamar Jackson owner would be sick. Yeah. All right. I'm going for a guy who is um, – you don't have to spend a lot on to get him, I don't think. Um, he was drafted very high, highly last year. Uh, it is Trey McBride, uh, second-year guy. Out, I, I uh, hit, 
I had them right written down. I had a couple sentences on them, and I deleted them because I just had to write Mark Andrews. But yep, I hundred percent agree. Nope, I like him a lot. A lot of people were saying last year that he was the best tight end in the draft. I believe he won the tight end of the year award as well. Um, or he was. Um, you know they do have Zach Ertz on the team, but Zach Ertz is 31, 32 years old, coming off an injury, and they're going to be getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, who sees a lot of targets. Yeah, those and Kyler's not going to be there. You can expect that the whoever the quarterback is going to be. You know, I don't know who on the currently on the roster, McCoy. Whether he stays or not, I don't know, but whatever. It's nice to have a safety net to jump off to because they're not going to have the consistent, you know, D Hop and Hollywood. It's just going to be Hollywood and who else? Um, right. I think in Trey McBride's young, he's athletic. In the games that he um, was playing in last year, I actually played in without uh, Zach Ertz. He had, you know, the tight end 19, not great. Obviously, 17, not great, but six targets. 16, not great. But he had a tight end two overall finish with 10 targets, seven catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Obviously, he's not going to do that every single week, but he's going to see targets. In his last, from weeks 14 through 18, 6, 5, 4, 10, 3 targets. Um, I just think he's just he has the he has a draft capital. He has the the room, the tight end room in his favor with the old man coming off an injury, and the wide receiver room isn't great when they get rid of D Hop. Um, and you can get him for cheap. I really like Trey McBride. I know that was the guy that I have liked a little bit more than Cole Komet when we were talking about trades. And I'm, yeah, I, I we were talking about trades, and you I offered Cole Komet or Trey McBride. And I was hoping you were going to take Komet, and you did. Obviously, the deal didn't go through, but yeah, I, I agree. I like I like McBride more. But yeah. the, and I think the reason you can get him for cheap right now is people don't realize that tight ends take a long time to develop compared to these incoming running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers. It just because they they're bench warmers for a couple of years doesn't mean they're not going to pan out. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. It, it, here are his finishes until he became Travis Kelsey. 505. Didn't even know that was a, a number in the in fantasy finishes. Uh, Are you on that list? Jesus Christ. I might be. <laughs> Played in one game. A single target. So I, as a rookie, I believe he's about a third round draft pick, fourth round. Um, and then his second season, tight end nine with 87 targets. The 2015 season, tight end nine, 103 targets. And then he was just tied in one, 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 two, one. Like it took him till his fourth season to be a tight end. And he just went from nine to one and didn't look back. Right. Well, you uh, you sold me on uh, keeping Trey McBride. Thanks for that. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, tight ends to sell. I hate to put this guy on this list, but I'm scared for him. And it's the uncertainty of his career. He got signed to a one-year disrespectful uh, deal. Yep. It's Dalton Schultz. Did, did you have him on your list or no? I did not just because I still like Dalton Schultz. I like his age. You know, he's 26. Um, you know, we don't know who's going to be quarterback. We'll actually find out in eight days, roughly. Um, but I still like him as a player, and he is still young where he can still have a good career. So – I would, I would mind buying him low, honestly. It you could, I don't even know if I'd buy him low. It, rookie, it, he's going to have a rookie quarterback in a bad. Oh, then one of us thinks that. I, I believe he will have a rookie quarterback in a bad offense. You believe he'll have Davis Mills, which is almost as bad. Uh, that they only signed him to a one-year deal, so his future is uncertain. Last year, the Cowboys had six thousand thirty-four total offensive yards. The Texans. 4,800 total offensive yards. That's literally 1,200 less yards. It's just less opportunities for Schultz and everybody else. I personally, if I was a Schultz owner, trade him high coming off his two top 10 finishes in a row and see what you get for him. Obviously, if nobody's willing to spend spend up for Schultz, you, to your point, yes, he is still a great tight end. He'll still demand targets. I just don't see him finishing as – people want him to have top five upside. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see that. I think he could be um, like this guy that we talked about that I'm going to be talking about next um, at tight end 7 to 10 range, which, again, it sounds great, but it's really not. Like, unless you're a top five tight end, it, it's really who cares, honestly. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely see him as a, a, not the, a great season. And so maybe you can't get him cheaper for next year, but I'll tell you right now, if he does have a, you know, 700 yards, seven touchdowns, he's, he's going to get a big contract. The Bengals, maybe the Eagles after uh, with Goddard, maybe gone. I don't know, but if he does have a good, I'm going to get the contract that he deserves and he'll have a choice to where in teams that he wants to go to, and then it's going to be harder to get him. So I would rather try to get him now low and take the chance on, I mean, I would... second, like, like your draft oh, in that case, I would too. Those tight ends this year. And take time to, you know, be groomed and be even possibly as good as him. Um, so I, I, I would not mind giving up. To get him not right now at all. So who do you like? It, who do you like straight up in Dynasty? Schultz or Pat Fryermuth? This year, or for full Dynasty, probably Pat. Um, I, I think I, I just like the offense better. I think Kenny Pickett is just going to be last year. Um, I don't care if they just signed Allen Robinson at all. I, I like Pat just a little bit more than Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I'm just trying to get where the baseline is because obviously – you're 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 taking Kittle, Andrews, Pitts, Hawk, uh, and uh, Fr- Pat Fryermuth. What about Dallas Goddard? He's next. Uh, he wasn't next, but he's on my list uh, to trade away. So, oh well, then go right into it. So I'll okay. I'll start. I had that my other guy popped up. Let me get up Goddard. Um, so my next guy is Dallas Goddard. Um, you know the big news obviously with Philly is they are keeping Hurts. They're paying him X amount of dollars, blah blah blah. But if you look at the team, their passing attempts was 23rd in the league last year. Passing touchdowns 14th. They have two big time receivers. Well, one's big, the other one's small, but still a big time receiver. And AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, who demand targets. They just demand the targets because they're good. They're a lot better than Dallas Goddard. Um, Goddard was the t- on this thing 12 game. Um, so that's even the year before he was a tight end, or he played in 15 games, tied in 11. I just think his he doesn't have a high floor of those top five guys, um, because the passing opportunities just aren't there in this offense when they're down in the five yard line, goal line. They like to run it with Galen Hurts or whatever running back, so it's just taken away from. His highest touchdown career was five. Now the second year. Since then, it's been three. I didn't even. What? That that's an insane stat. I had no idea. Yeah, like he just can't score touchdowns. He has great yards per catch, um, yards per throw. His yards are 700, 800 last two years. He sees a good amount of targets, but he just doesn't have that upside because he has two other guys who are going to see over 120 targets a game. And in a passing, in a non-passing offense, it's just not a lot of uh, not a lot of opportunity for him. Yeah, I I'm scared as a Devonta Smith owner that the narrative is going to be Goddard is the target number two guy Hertz looks at. But I I hope you're right. Definitely, it uh, definitely is Smith. Um, you know, Smith saw what did I? He saw 136 targets. Yeah, 130. Aim, right. but still. 136 compared to 76. That is 60 opportunities more for the wide receiver two in a non-passing offense. I'm, I'm, I'm out, and you can probably get a decent amount for Goddard. You um, could. You, you can get more for him than you can for Schultz. So you could probably get second or maybe a young upcoming player that you like. You could probably get McBride in a, a, a 203 possibly, which I'd rather have. Yeah, I depend. I don't know if McBride. This is going to be the year McBride pops off, so you better have a backup if you're right. taking Goddard for that. But yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, my last player, he's on my team. Oh, Ingram. oh, okay. I have the other guy on your team. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, he's 28 years old. He's coming off his best finish as the you know the tight end six since his rookie year, which when he finished as a tight end five on the Giants. Uh, he was franchise tagged by the Jags and is. Well, he's basically a one-year rental guy for this team or any other team moving forward, in my opinion. Uh, if I if I'm the Ingram owner, I'm gonna cap. I'm gonna try and capitalize off his highest or his high finish last year. He had more finishes outside the top 24 than he did inside the top 10 last year. 
that just shows how inconsistent he was. Now you add on Ridley to this offense, who's going to take away targets from him and the other receivers. Uh, he, he had 98 targets last year. I'd be shocked if he got to closer to the, or if he was around 85 to 90. His, his targets are going to drop. And, I, you know, I don't want to be left holding the inconsistent tight end bag. That's why I am trying to trade for uh, Andrews or hopefully McBride does take that next step. I know you're about to shit on Cole Komet, so. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's it, oh, sorry. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, let's, uh, let's, do you oh, have any thoughts say, on yeah, Ingram? Evan Ingram, why he finished so high. And since week from week 12 to week 18, he had four finishes, six, like that. That's just crazy. That's, it shows you like how much, tight ends can fluctuate um but yeah i mean i think ingram it's definitely a good one he was on my list but i really didn't want to uh, crap on all of your tight ends uh so i decided not to i decided just to do Komet and goddard hey i have four tight ends rostered the only one you're, we're not talking about today is isaiah likely so yeah <laughs> you're trying to get start as ahead of him in the roster <laughs> yeah all right i'm going with cole Komet. i really i like him a lot as a football player i think he's gonna be good for the bears and help them you know to where they want to go um but i just don't see a great route for him in fantasy this year so we talked about goddard already being in a low passing opportunity team with 23rd well the bears were 32nd in pass attempts 32nd in yards and 22nd in passing touchdowns that's not good yeah, I'm not um, um, not a mathematician here, but I think that's last. It is last. It, it is last. <laughs> um, and so they're obviously trying to help. They do. They go and they get DJ Moore, a top twenty wide receiver in the league, um, best wide receiver arguably in Bears franchise. He steps foot on that on Soldier Field for the first time in September. No, we got we had Brandon Marshall. Yeah, so DJ had, Moore, uh, the best one. We have Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. Both of those guys are better than DJ Moore. I'll give you a top three. Okay, so after this year, he'll be the best Bears receiver. <laughs> uh, he had the Bear. He would be number one in Chicago Bears receiving leader of all time, and he's played in five seasons. So yes, he would be the best receiver all time in Bears history. What what um, Kevin White could have been? Could have been man. <laughs> Um, but Cole Komet, so obviously not a lot of opportunity. They just brought in a wide receiver, uh, and they didn't obviously pay for him, but they are now. They're paying his $20 million a year. They gave up the number one overall pick for him. Um, they like him a lot. Uh, and their rumors, they could go J- JSM in the first round, but I think they're going to go offensive line to do what? To help the passing game, which sounds good for Komet. But they have three wide receivers. Darnell Mooney, who they like a lot, obviously. Chase Claypool, they play, They traded for the 32nd overall pick rounder. They traded yeah. for him. And they just got DJ Moore. Um, if Don't forget they, about uh, Big Bob Tunyon. Big Bob Tunyon. They just brought on another tight end who has had a better tight end finish and a better tight end season than Cole Komet has. Um, I'm not saying that he's better than Cole Komet, but there's just a lot of average to good – I would say more, you know, better mouths to feed in a running offense, just like the Eagles. Um, and if the Bears don't help out their O line, Fields is going to be running again, taking away from Komet, from other receivers. It's just the same thing. I don't see him being a top five guy. People were freaking out last year because his first two games, he saw a target each. He didn't have a single catch until his second game, um, and then he had two great games in the middle. Of- other than that, he was meh. He had a tight end four finish yeah. the last game of the season, a tight end six randomly um, against the Packers. Like, other than those top two games, he was just meh. And oh, yeah. it, just, it just goes to show that tight end seven, you would not have wanted Cole Komet on your team last year. For a redraft, me and you were both head over heels for Komet in the, in the double digit. And round. Dynasty. I thought, and- I'm like, yeah, I got him in. Like, that's a steal. Oh, yeah. Overall, it was a huge disappointment for Cole Komet last year. And Fields is obviously he didn't have an offensive line scrambling for his life. The narrative was there. He only threw for 2,200 yards. Just, you know, it's called a spade a spade. That's not great. Even if he jumps a thousand yards from 22 to 3,200 yards. That's what that's, DJ that's, Moore. Will yeah, exactly. That's still a lot of mouths to feed. And, you know, I, obviously I'm home. Tight ends don't get as many yards as wide receivers, but 
I'm just hoping for 600 yards and five touchdowns out of Cole Komet next year. Yeah, and where do where would that probably place him? Do you think? Like, I, I don't know. I guess that we can do a quick. Where I, do you think that would help him at? Uh, seeing as how bad and inconsistent the tight ends are, I would say between the ten to twelve range. So, I but between Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Trey McBride, one of those guys has to have a top twelve finish. <laughs> <You're>, so, or, <laughs> I said, or Isaiah Likely. Or Isaiah Likely. Yeah. I, no, I don't disagree with that. Cole cannot take it all, but it's almost like uh, the Bears never having a 4,000-yard passer goes hand-in-hand with shitty receivers throughout their whole uh, whole history. One plus one equals two, right? Yeah. I, again, I'm no <laughs> mathematician, but that checks out. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for our tight ends episode. So, next week, how we're doing it. Uh, we got a little bet going here. We're uh, the loser of this uh, losers this bet has to pay for the others nine hole uh, next time we go go out on the golf course. Uh, we are doing a draft prediction. So here here are the guys we wrote down: C.J. Stroud, Young, Richardson, Levis, Hooker for the quarterbacks, Bijan, Gibbs, Charbonnet for the running backs, Jason, Addison, Quentin Johnson, Flowers, and Hyatt for the receivers, and then Mayer and Kincaid. So those fifteen players, all we got to do is correctly write down the team that we think they're going to uh bonus points he's a packer fan i'm a bears fan if we get our pick right at nine and 15 we get an extra point so 16 total points we'll be predicting all those guys in the next episode and we will go from there i am pumped yeah i i have no idea what the packers are gonna do so it's so like i keep seeing mocks they're gonna go tight end which i don't love going tight end i don't know they're I'm I'm so excited. You're not gonna be wrong, but I think the Packers pick is gonna be the hardest one for me to pick, honestly. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's yes and for for yes, the the Packers don't get me wrong. It's gonna be hard, but at the same time, I've seen ten different players at number nine for the Bears, so we're equally gonna be scratching our head. That there's yeah. there's guys that I want to go there. Obviously, if Jalen Carter falls to nine, I'm right. writing him. I'm writing him down. He's got to be a Chicago Bear, but. It, outside of that, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, but, it's, a, it's a lot of head scratchers this year, and there's there's a there's not there's. I think now there's a confirmed first overall pick. I think I know who it is. But other than that, this draft. Was it Todd? Was it Schefter? I think it was Schefter. We could see you know we could see anywhere quarterbacks go one two three four or one and four, and then who knows what happens. Yeah, Todd McShay hates Will Levis, and uh, Mel Kuyper has him as the number two quarterback. So it's just, I have, I, I, I also have a pretty good idea of who I'm writing down for, uh, for, for my one, or I guess, I, I don't know how to word that, but we're both on the same page. But yeah. after that, I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun night, fun first round, and second round. There's still a lot of guys to keep you around for fantasy. Um, pop- Maybe Zay Flowers, Gibbs, Sharp, you know, Josh Downs. Uh, there's a lot of good, like, mid players this year compared to, like, in the past, there's been big top heavy fizzle out. Where this is, there's great guys, and the rest are just good. Right. So it's going to be a fun couple. So, yeah, next week, draft predictions, two weeks draft overview. So, NFL draft related and follow us on TikTok and Instagram to stay up to date at the kneel down. Got anything else before we close this one out? Nope. Just uh, get ready for JSN of the Packers. Okay. Hopefully not, <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Catch you guys next week. See ya.